Welcome to OpenSAP Invites, your invitation to learn with us on the go. Welcome to Open SAP Invites. In this episode, we're learning all about SAP's Climate 21 initiative with Bettina Ziedlitz, Senior Director for Sustainability and Climate 21 at SAP. We'll be finding out how it's helping customers minimize the CO2 footprint of their products, operations, and supply chains. We also learn more about the Open SAP course Business Success with Climate Action. Stay tuned to find out some simple steps we can all carry out to reduce our own carbon footprint and how we can contribute to a more sustainable future. I'm your host, Elisabeth Riemann. Let me introduce you to Bettina Ziedlitz. Bettina Ziedlitz is a Senior Director for Sustainability and Climate 21 within the SAP S4HANA Go-To-Market and Solution Management Organization. Over the last five years, she's been driving innovation for SAP S4HANA, focusing on all aspects of the cloud. Let's say hello. Hello, Bettina. Welcome to Open SAP Invites. Hey, Lizzie. Nice to meet you here. Likewise. Bettina, climate change is an issue that's affecting all of us in every country and continent of the globe. And it's imperative, of course, that we as individuals and also companies take urgent action to reduce CO2 emissions. Now, SAP's response has been to launch the Climate 21 initiative. And today we're looking forward to learning how this initiative supports customers in realising their sustainability goals. Bettina, before we look at the responsibility of companies, though, let's start with a quick question based on our individual consumer behavior. When we first met to discuss this episode, I learned that you love your garden, the environment, and that like me, you also drive an electric car. I love mine, but are they really a green alternative to the combustion engine? What are your thoughts? How high is the true environmental cost here? Yes, there's a lot of criticism for electric cars outside. Um, They have, for example, found out that after only 25,000 kilometers, it's more ecological than a fuel-driven car and so on. Also, the batteries and the ingredients are, let's say, uh, critical. On the other side, uh, we need to understand that uh, innovation needs time to evolve. And this is the time at the moment for the electrical car because um, nothing can be perfect from the beginning on. So uh, new materials need to be tested. Um, It needs to be found out where is the problem, where, what does does, um, the car need when it goes, um, what are the risks and so on. And this can happen only within real life. It cannot happen in theory. So I believe that an investment into an unperfect e-car today is an investment into a new technology, which then in future can really avoid that we go uh, with fuel and consume fossil energies. Yeah. So, And this investment is spread across all people who are willing to do this. And I think we are doing this. Um, and maybe in five year, t- years from now, an electrical car um, is completely different from today. Uh-huh. So it's a good first step, I guess. It's first of all, our willingness to change our mindset and to think green. And then hopefully the technologies will then pick up speed as well and evolve there. Exactly. Yes. 
Bettina, you're a Senior Director for Sustainability and Climate 21 within the SAP S4HANA Go-To-Market and Solution Management Organization. And for well over 10 years now, we've been talking about climate change. So I'd like to ask, where do we stand today exactly? And what's the renewed urgency in 2021? Yeah, so it's right. We are investing into sustainability since many years, 20, 30 years in SAP, massively since 10 years. And we're doing a lot, um, and also leading by example in terms of sustainability. And we are recognized in the outside world for that one. Um, on the other side, the outside demand has changed completely. For sure, the Fridays for Future movement has it also made more clear that the representatives of the next generation, our children, would not accept that we continue as we did before. So that means they are requesting a change and they are doing it so massively that also they influence their families and so on. And with that, the employees of today. So the discussion around climate change has come to a level where it is not acceptable anymore to just wait and see. And businesses have understood this and they have understood that they face now a lot of risks. And what we are doing, doing in SAP, we are looking at the outside world and trying to evaluate what are the risks. And um, because our customers are companies and they have to see that, they, that we give them um, help to avoid those risks. So maybe I go a little bit deeper into this one. We have the consumers, consumers changing their behavior. That means a consumer um, like you and I, we look at what we buy. We see there is an apple. Does it come from here? Does it come from somewhere else in the world? Well, it needs a lot of transportation. Um, but it's not really intuitive to know uh, where is um, a lot of carbon em emitted or not. Yeah? So that is not intuitive at all. Um, so, um, But the consumers with social media in the background, if they find out that a product has not been produced in a sustainable way, First of all, they might walk away from the brand and not come back. And second, they will spread this via social media quickly. And this is a real brand reputation problem. And um, it also shows that consumers are asking for a different portfolio of products. They want something which is biological, which is sustainable, which is um, not um, hurting the environment or people anymore. Also, this is something companies need to understand. Investors are doing the same. They are also looking into companies. Are they able to react flexibly, agile, on the outside demand? That is one thing. And then also, um, are, um, is sustainability as an outside demand covered by this company? That means um, if an investor finds out that sustainability is not part of a company, they believe the company is not able to recognize that there's a trend outside, uh, there's a, the, a new wave of demand outside a company could react to. Um, also, future employees. So if you are a company and you want to attract the best talent, yeah, so the really top uh, people, then you companies need to understand that um, the number one priority for job-seeking millennials or Generation Z is that the employer is acting in a responsible way. And then we see a lot of regulations coming up. We see carbon taxation, um, 
German Lieferkettengesetz or Supply Chain Transparency Act, um, we have more than 60 uh, locally diverse um, carbon regulations, but companies need to derive a coherent global strategy out of these different different regulations. New regulations will come. Nobody knows exactly how they will look, but um, that enforces um, the need of customers or, com or companies to react quickly and see um, that they understand their own processes so that they are able to fulfill those future regulations when they come. Last but not least, all this will come with a huge investment need. The United Nations estimates um, the investment need for climate smart infrastructure over the next 10 years to more than 90 trillion US dollar. And this is really a lot. This is uh, this is a huge, huge investment. And this is only for climate. This is not all the other SDGs which need to be fulfilled. On one hand side, this is a challenge for companies. On the other side, this is also a business opportunity because there will be a huge demand for climate smart infrastructure outside there. And these companies who can react quickly and fulfill this demand yeah, will face a huge business opportunity. Similar as we had with the consumers in the beginning um, with a new product portfolio. So these are the risks where we see this is coming as a new demand to businesses and they need to react flexibly and promptly, similar as in the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pressure on there. And Bettina, while the COVID-19 pandemic really continues to dominate headlines, I think it's truly fair to say that climate change has certainly not been put on hold. So what's the midterm impact of the pandemic then? Have travel bans and the economic slowdown had a positive effect? What can we expect as the global economy now starts to recover? Yeah, so the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic um, on the companies was significantly, as we all know, uh, the crisis has shown us our vulner uh, volatility and vulnerability and Overall, it was a big, big learning opportunity. What we see is that companies have overcome or as far as possible overcome the crisis and it's still, we know it's still ongoing. We still um, have a lot of emotional vulnerability in that. But on the business side also, it was possible only to overcome the crisis or live with the crisis with an increased digitalization. So new possibilities of data exchange, of meetings, and all the possibilities what a digital enterprise can offer, they had suddenly, uh, they were in focus for everyone, for everybody especially for those areas where we did not do this in the past. Here in SAP, we were lucky we had all the infrastructure in place, but look at the schools or um, these type of areas where this was simply not there and needed to be built up very quickly. So the increased digitalization helped us all to overcome, let's say, the shock of this lockdown and also to continue our work. And while we were doing this, I think we all found out um, that there was also a positive aspect in it. So we saw um, that suddenly... Um, um, companies, managers, employees, they all realized that there's an alternative way and this alternative implies also some benefits like reduced travel, um, less time spent in traffic jams, um, yeah, reduced costs overall, etc. For the environment, this is another chance 
that is a chance so also to recover because we would never ever have thought that we can uh, reduce the travel so much. Um, on the other side, um, we understood that um, a disruptive change is possible without the economy completely going down and it also reveals new business opportunities. Um, so, and I think this is where we stand right now. And suddenly sustainability becomes even more possible than it was before the pandemic. You know, before the pandemic, the, everybody feared this disruptive change, which would be necessary. But now we see it is possible. And uh, with that, it is also much easier to understand that sustainability is a business topic as well. So it really is a disruptive change that's happened. We were very fearful of it and couldn't really imagine it before. And now it really has turned into reality. And it's a very big business topic. Um, how do you think the topic of sustainability has changed then in recent years? In the past, sustainability was more treated as a problem for individuals or even as an individual comp uh, contribution of a company. For example, SAP in the last 10 years, they have done a significant um, contribution to uh, sustainability in their own operations, in their own company. So for example, not using single use plastics anymore or um, reducing um, the amount of food which is wasted in the canteens or also running all our data center, all our complete energy consumption on 100% renewable energies, which is also true for all the cloud data centers. So that means all the software we host for our customers would also run on 100% green energy. So this is already a significant achievement. But if you imagine how small this portion is compared to the overall need of reducing carbon emissions, it's just a drop on the hot stone, <laughs> as we would say in Germany. So that is something which is really important, also participating initiatives and supporting where possible. But um, not enough. Now, what we have seen is that sustainability has become a problem uh, which companies cannot resolve with their own singular and voluntary contribution. When we look at the highest emissions in CO2, we see that the business is doing them yeah, in producing the products for the consumer for sure, but uh, still the business is the point where we can save the highest amount of CO2 emissions. And this um, leads to the fact that the business also has been pointed out to reduce them and um, puts them under a massive pressure. On the other side, um, this is for sure um, an opportunity because a few companies with a lot of CO2 emissions can do a massive impact in reducing them. So, and I think this is what we are now doing and uh, where we are trying to invest significantly into tools, software processes, which help the companies reduce their CO2 to emissions while they produce their products and not on a only voluntary basis doing a little bit reduction of energy here and there. This will uh, support our customers. Um, these tools and the software will support our customers to go along their transformation. And this will be a long way. We know this um, because customers will need new data types, they will need new process steps, they will need new controlling mechanism, auditing, they need uh, new insights to be able to steer this journey and this change. And this is what we are going to support here. Uh -huh. So as you say, it's a very long journey. We're basically at the beginning pretty much there. And I guess it's already 
costly one too. So there need to be incentives in place to really encourage all companies to to address these sustainability goals. And I guess it's the responsibility also of entire countries um, to really reduce CO2 emissions overall as well. So the example you provided there, it sounds like a very critical situation for businesses. And you covered a little bit how SAP is available to support there. But I'd also like to know, are all businesses affected in a similar way? What do you think there? What's your experience? I would say yes, definitely all businesses will be affected or are already affected, for sure, the large producers. We know the large producers, they are building really complex products. Imagine a car on mobile phone or those things which have a really deep supply chain. And it's difficult to understand where all the uh, CO2 emissions come and how they add up over the entire supply chain. But this includes immediately the small suppliers. Yeah? The small suppliers are the ones who are delivering the pieces and with that a certain amount of CO2 emissions which have happened during the supply chain. That means uh, here we already have the very large um, producers and we have the very small uh, suppliers in one boat. Um, maybe not all with the same complexity, but all with the same goal. Um, second, when we look at different industries, for example. For sure, the manufacturing companies bringing all the products together, this is important uh, for them uh, to, to dig into the details. But look at service companies with all the travel or retailing companies who have to present all the products to the consumer and explain the difference um, or public organizations. Um, so we have everywhere, we have the need to look into the details and make it transparent and do and act. Yeah, just do something uh, to change. And that is independent, really independent from the industry. Maybe um yeah it has different aspects but the need itself is there also when we look at global or local yeah so we have local companies yeah they are affected by the local um regulations we have but when you look at a global company which has to deal with all the different um local regulations and still have a global strategy that is even more difficult yeah very challenging for sure yes but being affected doesn't mean that it's only negative. Um, when you go along all the change, um, as I said in the beginning, new business opportunities will open up. You will find a niche in the market where others might not yet be. And this is something uh, where companies need to jump on. Yeah? And um, the consumers will demand new products. We need new infrastructure and so on. Um I also believe a new type of companies will be founded. You see this in the social media everywhere. Um, existing companies um, need to be able to react on the demand um, and they can react on the demand and jump on it if they adapt quickly. Um, but uh, the smaller companies, um, they have it much easier. And we also see a different mindset here on the smaller companies. Um, we have, for example, one customer producing um, electrical cars which uh, have a photovoltaic in their surface and the entire company acts sustainable yeah and this is very different a very new and different type of companies we will see more in future
Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting that you say as well that startups really have a different mindset. They have it easier in some ways and can address these changes immediately. And I think it's really fascinating there, the impact of social media there as well and brand awareness and the impact that having sustainability goes in there and defined to be seen to doing the right thing and be a good impact. Mm-hmm. And when we look at companies uh, looking at sustainability, who in companies actually in charge of tackling this business opportunity? Who's holding the reins there? So basically, we see all this pressure coming to the CEOs at the moment. And we also see the CEOs um, making very bold statements in terms of sustainability of their companies. The promise needs to be kept in future. We understand that the topic is high on the agenda of the CEOs, but we also see that there is not the specific role which can tackle the entire uh, topic of sustainability. We see that all roles in a company are affected. We had it already around manufacturing, R&D. So the supply chain processes need to be upgraded. We need to calculate and optimize the carbon footprint. Um, We need to launch um, circular economy initiatives in there. But on the finance side, all this needs to be calculated. We need to have new insights. We have new parameters in our integrated reporting. Um, So all new costs need to be estimated in and so on. On the IT side, um, they have to upgrade the systems, add new data fields, add new solutions to support this change. So we see this is really a cross top management issue. All roles will be affected and they all will have their specific trigger and their specific actions they have to do. With that, again, it's not a quick fix um, and it needs a systematic approach and a contribution of all. Mm -hmm. And I think it's key, as you said, there's no quick fix there, right? It really is something that you have to be working on for midterm goals. It really is affecting all layers of the enterprise. And there are so many different aspects that are affected there too. So it's really good to look at the holistic view there. And when we look at what companies are doing for sustainability, what do companies need and what's SAP providing? How are we helping customers there? All the data we need for for tackling sustainability holistically are not entirely there. Or they might be there, but not in the right format as needed for uh, new sustainability reporting. So maybe I make one example here. We have all the salary data of, of employees in our HR system. But do we have the insights whether we have an equal pay or not? So that is something which might might be somewhere hidden in the data, but not explicitly shown as a as a value or as a KPI. So um, with that, uh, what we will need is um, new data across all data, all process steps we we know, yeah. whether it is in the ERP or outside ERP, we will need new data and we need new tools to create insights and also new tools and software to process them. So when we look more detailed here um, on CO2, when companies do their CO2 emission targets already and um, 
they know quite well what they want to reduce. Especially the big ones know how to set targets and they want to reduce and they have a specific target here. But it will be a problem for those customers when they do not know where the CO2 emissions really happen. They need to get transparency on where in the value chain the CO2 has been emitted. Most of them do not yet know. And this is something um, what we try to tackle. Within the SAP system, we have most of the data which are needed to tackle that. Uh, for example, the materials uh, which are needed for a product, the bill of material, how to combine it to one product, the supplier handling, the transportation which needs to happen before, during and after the process, the energy which has been consumed, the risk management, the integrated reporting, the auditing processes. All these things are needed for um, understanding CO2 emissions and reducing them, but they all need additional fields, they need additional process steps, additional insights. So SAP has the tools uh, which cover the processes holistically, the entire process of an intelligent enterprise, and um, um, that can help our customers and we can help our customers in adding sustainability into all those processes as a new dimension and uh, with these dimension, we can do the new data, the new process steps end to end. In general, CO2 is a resource problem and that's SAP's home turf, our ERP solution. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing to think about the, the massive wealth of information and data that you have there and it's about enriching it um, to really make sure that customers get the transparency there and see where the CO2 emissions, the highest ones, are happening. And looking at customers and your experience and feedback from them, what are the biggest challenges that they're facing? Um, the biggest challenge of our customers is that transparency, I would say. Um, so the transparency um, on the data and especially on CO2. Yeah, CO2 is at the moment a very prominent parameter uh, where everybody needs to react somehow and CO2 and the equivalence of CO2. So this is where we really have to add um, into and that's what we are doing with the Climate 21 initiative where we are adding multiple solutions to create this transparency. Uh -huh. And Bettina, if we look at SAP's Climate 21 initiative, how does this fit in with our product portfolio there? Can you talk us through the products? Yes, for sure. So, um, as we have announced externally, is that we are heavily investing into new tools and products. And last year, we launched product carbon footprint analytics. But this year, we are launching our um, SAP product footprint management. And that will be the holistic and integrated solution uh, which helps the customer to uh, assess the, um, the data. Uh, evaluate where is the potential and optimize the carbon across, uh, yeah, across the, um, all processes and along the entire value chain. So from cradle to gate, um, we will the release. Uh, the beta release is right now. We have five beta release customers who will test this. But then in August we will make this journal available for all our customers. And I think this is a significant step into transparency of carbon footprint of a product. We start with carbon, later on other parameters will follow. Um, and I think uh, SAP is the first um, uh, company really looking in all these details of carbon emissions with this product. 
This beta release and also our availability in August has been uh, communicated prominently on our SAP Sustainability Summit in April. We had more than 1,200 attendees and more than 32 sessions, more than 70 speakers and more than 720 hours of content, which is really a lot and all free of charge for the attendees and still it has been recorded completely because this was, was a virtual event and is still available to watch for and for around another year. So feel free to still register and listen in. Uh, and you'll give us the link so we can put that in the show notes then, Bettina. For sure. <laughs> so Bettina, I'd also like to talk about the Open SAP course Business Success with Climate Action, which ran first for three weeks from January to February in 2021. How did you and your colleagues decide on the content? I guess there were so many different aspects and topics that you could have put in this course. So how did you decide on what to put in and what to leave out? So we wanted to give an understanding from an outside perspective, because we know this is a learning not for SAP colleagues, but for everybody. So we wanted to give this perspective, what are sustainable development goals, what are greenhouse gases, what is the UN talking about, and what is the challenge, but also... How does this relate to our vision? What do we want to achieve over time? And how we are going to contribute to the reduction of carbon along the value chain in detail and with the products which are coming. So really from a complete outside point of view, down to the details of the product, we wanted to show everything. And that um, was why we had a content for three weeks. <laughs> Excellent. Are there any additional updates that you'd like to share with us since the course? I mean, you mentioned just now the beta, the SAP product footprint management. Are there any other updates you'd like to share with us? We have the product footprint management, which um, will be also uh, integrated into our S4HANA ERP processes, which is uh, very helpful for our customers because they do not have to set up all the data and so on. This is um, then selected and uh, brought together automatically. One of the, the big points when we have an open SAP course running is the um, the feedback that we get in the discussion forums. And I know you were very keen to get feedback from the learners of this course too. Are there any insights that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, the feedback of the course was very precise. That was very helpful. Um, we saw a lot of expertise also in the participants. Um, first, most of the participants were really glad that we are investing so much into development, but also into the education. Yeah, So making it transparent to the outside world, what is happening, what the vision is, and so on. Um, many of them also understood that this is a complete new way of thinking and complete new way to go with um, itemizing all the products into the different carbon emissions and determine what the footprint of a specific product would be. And so that was also very um, good feedback in this direction. And they gave us a good prioritization of what should come next in terms of parameters, of sustained environmental parameters, for example, water or land use and these type of things. So this will help us to prioritize our development in future and see what we will do next after come. Mm -hmm. I think that's really excellent that the feedback that they've provided has really helped you to really prioritize the portfolio and know which focus areas to look at next and to prioritize those. Would you like to share some details with us of what's to come in the next few months? Yeah. 
we will continue working on our sustainability portfolio. So we will enhance it more and more. Um, we will also help our customers to structure the topic, the entire topic of sustainability and approach it holistically, not only focusing on carbon, although we have a very specific focus on that one, but we understand that um, sustainability is much broader than carbon, sure. It is also industry specific and it is end to end. And as I said in between, we want to bring sustainability into the intelligent enterprise as a new dimension. And this is what we are taking really serious here. So we will, we are going on a journey together with our customers and we will learn together. So um, we will also face all the new regulations and that will bring us a big challenge next year and probably afterwards as well. And we will invest our efforts and also resources to tackle these challenges of new regulations. Yes, we will be busy. We will, that all will keep us busy over the next years. Um, and But I think that journey we can go together. Uh, and I really love the fact you emphasize it's a journey that we go on together with the customers, that we're all learning from one another. And it's really a guided um, approach that we take there. Bettina, on Open SAP Invites, we like to highlight learning opportunities. So what do you recommend to our learners who've already completed business success with climate action? What else can we learn? Yes, yeah, so there are more Open SAP courses. Um, we, next to the Climate 21 uh, Open SAP course, we also have a Green IT Open SAP course and another one, Environment, Health and Safety, already running. Um, we are also planning one for Circular Economy. This will come later. And for sure, we will continue working on more as we can. We will have more sustainability events. Um, we still have a replay of our SAP sustainability event, and we are planning one for sustainability in retail, which is coming in August. So a lot of um, open um, content in this regard as well. In addition, we do have a community page where you can register as an external person as well. And in this community page for sustainability, we will always, uh, every two weeks or so, we'll post new blog posts, articles. We have um, community calls which will give you new content, not only from SAP, but also from our partners, and which also will bring you more and more details into the different aspects of sustainability. So this will help you start your process in your own company with new content. Wonderful. And we'll include all those links, of course, in the show notes. Bettina, as individuals, aside from staying um, in touch with all the content and keeping abreast of that, what can we do to help drive climate action, both personally and professionally? What do you recommend that each and every one of us can do there? Yeah, basically, there's a lot to do. That is good news because um, the, we will not have to search for the work here. Um, everybody should just start in his home turf, in his, now I mean also the professional side of the house. Start somewhere where you are a professional in and you will find a lot of potential. Um, 
look into the specifics of your daily work. And once uh, you um, find this potential to change, you also could start the process in your company. If you feel not comfortable with that, search the help from SAP services on implementation partner or strategic partner to get some guidance. Um, the topic is everywhere. Um, they are already trained to identify potential. And in each and every role, as we said in the beginning, in each and every role in a company, sustainability can be worked in and can be turned into actions. So I just encourage you start going and start finding the potential. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Bettina, to conclude today's episode, can you recommend three steps that perhaps you can all start to take now to reduce our own carbon footprint? First um, step is understanding. Bring your data together, assess them, try to see where are the gaps, try to understand where you stand at the moment. Um, that would lead, lead you immediately to the second step, Evaluate your options. Look at the big potential you can identify in your company, not the small things, but really the big uh, chunks where you can do with one step a huge improvement. And then start as a third step, optimizing where you can achieve the most. So uh, where you really feel you can save the most carbon emissions, do this step first. And in parallel, you can do these things which don't cost you much, but focus on the biggest chunks. And with that understanding, evaluating, and then optimizing, I think you will exactly go the same ways as we are doing and then we go this together. Very good approach. Bettina, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thank you for having me and for all the interesting questions. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to Open SAP Invites. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and leave a review. And don't miss your next invite. Subscribe now. Oh.